Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking. Your weekly podcast where Sandy Cranford and Shippy Shipman take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw in the series Sex and the City and ask if they're still relevant for today. I'm just kidding. I am, of course, Juno Dawson, and I'm joined as ever by Dylan B. Jones. Hello, Hello Dylan. Hi, Way. We are recording from our bedrooms today, aren't we? We are so obviously you have not just come out of a cave you will be aware that the whole world at the moment is in lockdown because of the ever escalating coronavirus and we have made a decision as podcasters and friends that to keep us sane and to hopefully keep you sane that we wanted to release season two of so i got to thinking early and of course that has meant that we we are not in the plush top of the line acast studios I am, in fact, in my bedroom in Worthing. I'm in my bedroom in Finsbury Park. And I'm starting to feel a bit... I feel like I've kind of over-egged the pudding a little bit with my... I think I got a bit too into my podcast preparation. So I've arranged a... um, What's it called? A clothes horse around (laughs) me. And I've draped sheets over the clothes horse to make, like, a little... And it's very cosy. It's kind of making me feel like I'm three years old again and I've built, like, a fort or something. You're a a podcast prepper. Who knew? I feel Um, like if Carrie had a podcast, she would possibly do it from her closet. Oh, she would have 100% been in her walk-in closet. If I had a walk-in closet, that's where I would be. And I also feel like Carrie, like, wouldn't trust, like, podcast... Like, she wouldn't... Like, she wouldn't trust, like, people to edit it properly and she wouldn't understand how any of it worked, would she? Oh, no, she would be completely clueless. Uh, (laughs) However, this, of course, means that if um, episode four, five, sorry, doesn't have quite the slick sound that we would normally have. Um, we, we we hope you understand and bear with us um, with it sounding a little bit homespun. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Oh, yeah. Shit is the other word I would use to describe yeah. it. Yes, we probably sound shit. A bit shit, yeah. But let, let's, let's crack on as usual. Um, and hopefully this is brightening up your isolation because by now by the time this one will be landing you'll probably be about three to four weeks into lockdown so I'm sure we are all thoroughly enjoying our rewatch of Sex and the City. Absolutely so should we do oh firstly it's uh four women and a funeral isn't it this one? That's right we're up to season two episode five. Yeah and it explores the kind of well not exactly explores but kind of uses as a narrative hook the concept of death it it's a bit light-hearted towards the whole thing at times kind of jarringly light-hearted 
Um, yeah, this this is not my favourite episode of all time ever. It must be said. <laughs> if, if I was not determined to stick to every episode, I would have probably skipped this one. Like, a lot of the plot lines are... Like, in fact, most of the plot lines are a bit kind of incidental. Like, none of it is... Apart from Carrie getting back together with Big, none mm-hmm. of it is, like, massively... Or, in fact, at all important to, like, the general plot. Actually, Miranda's plot's quite good as well. I do. And I think I think you're right. I think the reason we have to watch this episode is because the, the big news for the week is that Carrie does, in the final frame, get back together with Mr. Big. But let's let's break it down further. So, so we've got Javier from the House of Javier, yeah. Um, yeah. who is a heroin adult fashion designer who has tragically overdosed although you wouldn't know this from how many jokes they've made about his death. As Carrie says, he loved clothes, but he loved heroin more. Like, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> he was died at 34 years old, by the way. So this, this is really awful. His clothes are fucking awful. Unanimously, <laughs> um, at the funeral, everybody turns up wearing a House of Javier original, and oh they look like... <laughs> so like, dynasty... Me. Boxy, yeah. So Javier dies, um, and this, in the first instance, leads Carrie to, and I mean, this it's ludicrous, it leads Carrie to question, is she even alive? (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I haven't even, I I just don't pay my bills and just wake up in the morning every day. And sometimes... Don't forget, she hasn't been to Greece. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she hasn't been to, well, I mean, anyone who hasn't been to Greece might as well be dead. Like, that... (laughs) She hasn't painted her bathroom. It's so, I mean, it's quintessential Carrie Bello drama, isn't it? Like made Javier's death about her of course oh just another quick note on javier's funeral i love it when (laughs) samantha's so shady like when charlotte turns up and samantha's like is everyone in town invited to this (laughs) (laughs) rude but then charlotte has an obvious connection to the fashion world yeah so i've really prized this one apart because when i first saw this episode when i was like what 20 i was really unhappy that she got back together with big because in my mind back then, Big was the villain. And this time around as an adult, I was like, right, let's try pinpoint why Carrie decides after everything she went through in season one to reach out to Big at this point. And the answer is she's bored. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. Um, She's suffering from, well, it's ennui, isn't it? That she, she does. Yeah, she has an existential crisis. I mean, I feel like she has one sort of every five minutes. But this is quite a, I don't know, like it's quite a, it's not based, this one isn't based around like a small issue. This is more kind of metaphysical, isn't it? <laughs> so she asks the question, can a relationship bring you back to life? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... So she, she's bored. So she decides <laughs> in a potentially destructive way that, it is better to be with Big than it is to be bored. Bored. Yeah. So yeah. Dylan, have yeah. you ever been so bored you've reached out to an ex? No, not so bored that I've reached out to an ex. I have been bored and ended up drinking too much alcohol, for example, or making generally bad decisions out of boredom. But I've never that's never it's never manifested in needing to like in feeling the need to reconnect with an ex you see the thing is i've just been very harsh on carrie but 
there was one guy in my twenties <laughs> that even though all my friends were like, this guy is messing you around. If he was to every six months or so, he would reach out and try to wheedle his way back into my life. Yeah. I would. And do you know, it wasn't because I was having an existential crisis is because I'm a thirsty bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> I was honestly like, I need another episode of this drama. My life is almost too quiet. So there were points in my younger life where I did crave the drama. And I wonder if Carrie was craving the drama. But I mean, even with that, though, you're slightly better than Carrie because it was him reaching out to you and you relenting <laughs> rather than you like actively she like fucking picked up the phone straight away and was like hey let's go for dinner well i mean mitigating circumstances if you cast your mind back two weeks ago he did go out for her birthday so it's possible because he's been in her because he's been in her social life again possibly that wore her down but there's some lovely foreshadowing at the end where they where they go um, so Javier sends her in a spiral and she reaches out to Big and they end up going on a date. They go bowling and Big asks her, are you ready to get burned all over again? And, and she kind of signs up for it. And of course, we know, you know, we know where this ends up. It doesn't end well for Carrie. But watching this episode, I wonder if she almost knew that, if she knew that by, by restarting things with Big, that she was asking for trouble. Yeah, I loved that bowling scene as well. And mm-hmm. also of the scene where they go for dinner together. I think it's so sexy. They've got amazing chemistry, particularly in this episode. Or I mean, always, but particularly here, it's really noticeable. They did. And, you know, I don't think I really appreciated that first time round. That yeah, Chris Knife and Sarah Jessica Parker have the most sexy chemistry. Yeah, totally. Mm. Hello and welcome back. 
Um, this season, So I Got to Thinking, is brought to you in collaboration with the wonderful and very friendly people at Brighton Gin. And each week we are giving you a delicious cocktail, which you can perfect with Brighton Gin. Now, this is a sad one for me. I mean, on one hand, what else can you do during a coronavirus isolation except drink gin? But on the other hand, this is what we were going to serve at my wedding, which we've had to postpone. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we would have all been in my June wedding. Um, drinking strawberry gin but we are not doing that (laughs) you will need brighton gin you will need a 400 gram punnet of strawberries sliced up and 100 grams of caster sugar what you're going to do is you are going to mix the gin with the strawberries and caster sugar in a large bowl and pour it into a big pouring jug or jar store it in the fridge and stir every day for two or three weeks Wow. I know this this one needs prep. Then strain through coffee filters or muslin cloths to serve. So it's basically a strawberry infused gin. Well who knows? By the time that people have finished that, it might be time to we might be able to leave the house. That's true. So stay, start making if you can get to a supermarket and if there are strawberries left, and um, start brewing your strawberry gin now and then you can enjoy one in public with your friends. hopefully in three weeks so back to back to the plot so we we are still discussing whether or not a relationship can bring you back to life but what was samantha miranda and charlotte up to this week dylan so miranda had a great one this week i thought that i love the plot this week yeah favorites it contained some quintessential miranda moments the most interesting one for me was when she was choking on the bit of chinese food Mm mm-hmm the reason it's interesting is because in an episode of 30 Rock, I'll have to do the exact maths, mm-hmm. but it was definitely, it was probably about a decade later, Tina Fey's character goes through that same existential crisis and reenacts that scene almost frame for frame. Um, Giving herself the Heimlich manoeuvre against a kitchen counter. It's exactly that, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. Chinese food. I'm not sure whether, you never know, because 30 Rock's so clever and was so meta. Mm-hmm. I don't whether it was an homage or if it was nicked. Um, but either way, that's interesting. And yeah, just a really great kind of very feminist um, angle for Miranda this week. So to give context, Miranda, as a successful New York lawyer, has finally got herself into a position where she can afford to buy her first ever apartment, which is a position that I was in last year. And I remember watching this all through my 20s and just being in absolute awe of how a single woman in her early 30s would be able to buy property in Manhattan. And just really hoping that one day I'd be in the position like Miranda where I could look round, look round an apartment and just say, I'll take it, which I think is so empowering and so brilliant. Um, And of course, last year, by some freaking miracle, I was in the position where I was able to put in an offer on a house as well. And and I did think about Miranda when I was doing it as well. And it was, I'm a a little old than Miranda, but um, (laughs) but I I was still, it was a big moment. But then what I really love is after that, of course, she has to go through the rigmarole of almost proving herself as a single woman. And, and, you know, the the horrible bank manager asks, is is the down payment coming from your father? Are you married? And I thought that all still that all still rings really, really true, which is, you know, to buy a property, they really do scrutinize your finances. Yeah. And um I mean I, I bought with my partner, but the, the house is two thirds mine. And I'm quite proud of that. I love Miranda's kind of 
irritated but also very calm like nope just me it's a good it's a great conclusion as well i think perhaps not the most realistic portrayal of a panic attack i've ever seen um street was a bit naff but but as somebody who's had panic attacks i can appreciate the sentiment even if it wasn't shot particularly yeah and also i mean everyone i guess everyone's experience is different um for me from my own experiences as well it wasn't it, it's not what I've been through but I, I quite like the scene I do love the scene where she's in A&E with Carrie I thought that was a really beautiful scene and when and when she says you know my, my next of kin are my parents and I hate them and they live in Pennsylvania and Carrie's like well I'll be your next of kin and, and Randa says you can't because you scream yeah. like can you imagine I like to think all my friends would answer the phone it's interesting. I noted that conversation as well. And I think it's something about the honesty of her saying, my parents and I hate, like, it's quite powerful, isn't it? Mm. The stuff with Miranda is, is usually, usually rings truer than the stuff with Charlotte and Samantha. And that's either because Cynthia Nixon is amazing, yeah. but, you know, later on in two years' time, when we, when we come to My Mother Bod Myself, which is when Miranda's mother dies, you know, that is a really, really powerful episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and in the meantime, she will continue to overfeed her cat. <laughs> I really enjoyed the just a silly little voiceover line. Miranda had checked more single women's boxes than her gynecologist. <laughs> Prime Sex in the City throwaway line. I loved that one as well. Um, <laughs> however, Samantha and Charlotte have, have the slightly more ridiculous <laughs> plots of the week. So should we deal with Samantha and the wrath of Shippy Shipman? Yeah, I'm obsessed with Shippy Shipman, obviously. Yeah, she is incredible. We love Shippy Shipman. Um, and yeah, just really, so smart. I'll just quickly run through it. Yeah. Samantha um, is shunned by uh, Manhattan, Manhattan High Society after groping the wrong woman's husband and proceeds to be kicked out of restaurants, fashion shows, etc., etc. And then is rescued by, the, I thought this was so bizarre, by... <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's silhouette like I don't understand what happened the least Leonardo DiCaprio like silhouette yeah. but I have a theory because we of course no so this is some very nerdy shit so I have a theory about the silhouette of Leonardo DiCaprio so in season three when they were filming in you know the Los Angeles episodes yeah um, and Carrie has her iconic meeting with Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah. as the junior development executive now at that point the actor Carrie was meant to be going to see was going to be Alec Baldwin but at the very last minute they couldn't secure Alec Baldwin so it became Matthew McConaughey right. and that's why when Sarah Michelle Gellar whispers she covers her mouth because they knew at that point they might not get Alec Baldwin so I wonder if the silhouette initially was going to be George Clooney or Alec Baldwin mm. and when it came to the legal rights team of you know getting clearance to use the actor's name I wonder if they were told they weren't allowed to use anybody else's name except Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> which is why the silhouette could not look less like Leo DiCaprio I mean, possibly that's that's an that's a good that's an interesting um I don't know maybe I I thought maybe he was just actually supposed to have a cameo and then dropped out at the last minute. I don't know if it reached quite that level of yeah yet. Late later on, potentially he would have in the way that Matthew McConaughey 
does rock up in a year's time. Yeah. Um, I think this, you know, it's karma for Samantha. She she tries to exploit Javier's death, yeah. her own professional gain, and it bites her on the bum and she ends up shunned. But then presumably um, by becoming mates with Leo DiCaprio, she becomes cool again. Let's talk about Charlotte, yes. Which, this is my least favorite plot line. I think it's insane, but please explain. Um, so Charlotte, I mean, it's going to sound insane. Charlotte, um, while they're, while they're at, um, what's the designer's name? While they're at the designer's funeral, um, her hat blows off and she chases it across to, um, some gravestones on the other side of the graveyard and mm-hmm. bumps to a widower who is visiting his wife's grave and they strike up a relationship basically. And, um, she fucks him back to life. Literally, yeah. And it gets fully weird when they're having sex um, next to the dead wife's portrait and they're kind of, Charlotte like says that she's looking down on them lovingly and Carrie and Miranda rightly look absolutely shocked at that. (laughs) It is, I mean, baffling. And Samantha rightly points out as well that there's no way you can live up to a dead woman. I mean, possibly being kind, you know, I wouldn't rule out a relationship with somebody who'd been widowed? No, yeah, neither would I. Um, but it is, I mean, it's obviously like a huge thing, isn't it? Um, living living up, as, and Samantha says the problem is that dead people kind of become like Princess Diana. You become perfect in your eternal repose, kind of. And yeah. that's a very, very difficult thing for a living woman to live up to. Yeah, and I think Samantha's absolutely right. Do you, Have I missed something? Or was this just strange editing? Why do you all the other women then turn up at the grave. Oh, yeah, because we've, we, we, we haven't found out really why they're there, why Charlotte and the guy are there. So Charlotte, in the end, Charlotte takes some lilies to place on the dead wife's grave. Yeah. And, like, this cavalcade of black cars arrives and a bunch of other beautiful women arrive with lilies as well. Do you know what? You're so right. It's just never explained. And it was just a plot. It it was, it's a huge plot hole. It was just a way of, they just said like, right, we need these other women to turn up so that Charlotte sees he's dating other women. But they never explained why they, like. Why Why would he do that? Because surely he would be sensible enough to not let on that he was seeing a whole bunch of women. Yeah. Silly. Well, unless we, unless we've both missed it, in which case we owe Jenny Bix an apology. But I think that it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I don't don't get it. So, I mean, all I can think, so do we think, again, and it's not explained in the script, that he genuinely is a widower? Or is this like a weird pickup technique he's learned? Oh, I see. No, I think he is supposed to be a widower because, like, yeah, I think he is. Maybe that picture is just like a picture of a woman who came in a frame, kind of. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because I I did look up last night. I looked um, at what year the book, The Game, came out, which is the notorious pickup artist book. The Game actually came out after that. It came out, I think, in 2005. So it came out after Sex and the City had finished. But... And the, the notion of the pickup artist had been gradually becoming a thing during the 80s and 90s. Right, um, right. So, so it could be that he's meant to be a pickup artist, but that isn't explained. I was disappointed in Charlotte in this episode. You, I've been pleasantly surprised by her lately, but in this episode, she was very bizarre. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what, what is it she scolds them about? Oh, my God. Yeah. 
that fucking conversation when Miranda when Miranda says she's putting the offer on a house. It must be, yeah, and, yeah. And Charlotte says, I, you know, I would never buy a house because it gives, you know, it makes men feel, you know, emasculated. Yeah. And yeah. even Samantha says, did somebody order a Victorian? I wrote down um, oh. when I was writing my notes. I just I just wrote down, whoa, in capital letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that that is frustrating. Although, I mean, possibly this is part of the journey that we're on with Charlotte because of course later she fights really hard to get her apartment off tray and you know what it is it is plausible within the confines of Charlotte's character like Charlotte's character probably would think that um I mean she's wrong but yeah yeah Charlotte would think that yeah yeah she's dead wrong but Charlotte is supposed to be this kind of like conservative upper middle class princess uh, with flashes of kind of creative with flashes of like um an alternative lifestyle that she kind of wants but but is is a bit scared to dive into i think mm. um but either way the the, yeah, the the whole graveside widower thing was not my favorite <laughs> i must admit it was silly it was silly um um, so, in conclusion, what yeah. do you think? Can a relationship bring you back to life? Or is ultimately this one of the questions that actually makes no sense whatsoever? Um, I think it can. But I think if you're doing that, if that's the sole reason that you're in the relationship, that's not the right reason to be in a relationship. Because it's a bit, it's a funny one. So, me and Max are plowing our way through Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the same time as well. Oh, and season six, where Buffy does shag Spike so that she can feel alive. So maybe there's something to this as kind of like a narrative thread, which is do we sometimes go out on dates or see men who might not be good for us because it's exhilarating? And sometimes actually have we confused love for drama? Yeah. I think probably a lot of people have done that. I, I, maybe I, I, I probably have at some point. Um, oh, I think so. I think so. I think we grew up on shows like Sex and the City, and I think <laughs> yeah. for for a for a long time we thought that a relationship wasn't worth having if it didn't feel painful. And actually, we've said this before. Like, I don't think the focus is the same now, but particularly in the nineties, everything was about relationships, wasn't it? It was <laughs> like, yeah, and you're you're so right, like. It was. It all had. To, it was all so melodramatic. Um, yeah. So maybe we subconsciously learned that melodrama was the best way, which kind of explains a lot. <laughs> and it explains a lot about Carrie and why she would go back to somebody like Big, and why later on she struggles to make the same connection to Aiden. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, next week we will be on. Season two, episode six, which is the cheating curve. Um, Carrie has got to come out of the secretly dating big closet. Oh, um, yeah. Mm. I remember that being, is that quite a good one, I think? Well, it is because I love Charlotte's one, spending time with the power lesbians. Oh which my God, it's that one, yes. That <laughs> one, yes. Incredible. much again for bearing with us during technical uh-huh. difficulties and robot voices um hopefully our heroic editor can make some sort of sense of this yeah. and assuming he can we will see you same time next week yeah. um, until then you can follow us at Sigurd podcast on instagram and twitter i'm juno dawson and i'm dylan b jones right. 
Um, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.